don't expect you to. You're, you're obviously a City fan hating from the outside right now, anyway. So <laughs> I don't know. You feel me? When you're hating nah. outside the club, you're not going to admit. Come bro. Like I said, anyway, like I said, if you're doing all this talk about hating outside the club, you better secure the wine, you better secure the number, and you better come out smiling. Because if you do not get that wine and you do not get blood that on your hands, bro, there's blood on your hands. Blood on your hands. Bro. Come we, what? Yo, you say I'm in a battle like Vidic. Yeah, man, I got 90 minutes. I got my eye on the ball, but I see red on my right, no Kimmich But if you reach his pocket, I'm gonna see cards from Dean That's a one-match ban from leagues, so I can't ride out for the team So I can't ride out for the If they ask me who the goal is, I gotta say Nicholas Bentner I know I'm just joking, everyone knows that Messi is better I'm trying to get my sterling up in this city, so see if you play As soon as my child can walk, it's straight project Mbappé But know the verbal, as soon as I hear that whistle we get straight to the action Come on lads, where's the passion? Do like Alamazzini, wear headbands for the fashion If the defenders drop back, we counter and then attack them I got my eye on the ball I got my eye on the ball, yeah I got my eye on the ball I got my eye on the ball, yeah I got my eye on the ball I got my eye on the ball Yes, yes people, it's your boy Daniel as on the Bull TV, we're back for another episode. Josh, Darren, got my favourite people, the best show on Eyes on the Bull TV. What are you man saying, man? Damn, my bro, damn, man. See, it's been a good weekend, man. I mean, just W's, man. W's across the board, you know what I mean? W's across huh? the board, man. Yeah, we we eating good over these sides, man. Just a young, young win over Liverpool. Had to avenge our, 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 our draw, so, um, yeah, man, feeling good. I said Avenger I draw like you man are some team on smoke like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what we're on. That's what we're on. Say no more, say no more. But yeah, man, we're with the Mandem. It's the front three, the deadly trio that you don't want to see on any other night except tonight, of course, where we'll be talking football, talking all things good. Um, there's gonna be a lot of discussions today. Um, and I think the best place to start is the streak being over, man. I think the streak here for me, when I see, like the actual comparison is, and as cliche as it might sound, is like you know when the Undertaker lost his streak at WrestleMania, it's 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 that monument, it's that big of a loss, like in terms of what they were trying to do, how much of a fortress it was at home, the fact that Mane hadn't lost the game at Anfield. Do you know how nuts that is? That is crazy, and the fact mm. that they lost that streak to Burnley of all teams, Burnley like. In a poor game where it was a penalty. But the question I have though is surely we saw it coming. Liverpool clocked. Everyone saw it coming. Like they weren't yes, doing what Chelsea did, like going what I've forgotten how many games Chelsea was at home. Like, but I know it was across four years. They were about twenty like games over a thousand days or something. Yeah, there were twenty games behind and it's something like that. But surely we saw it coming because we 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 actually said it, you know, when they lost to Watford. All the way back, all them, all them, like February last year, I think it was. That's when we called it and we were saying this team does not play the same as it used to, in it, and they don't have the same intensity and hunger. But what do you think it's down to? Like, what do you think, Joe? Fam, 
this this goes back to what man was saying when you man were getting onto on, onto my team, bro. I'm saying it, bro. You can't a, t- a top flight team these days in the Premier League. It's hard to maintain that same level of consistency um, across the board. Do you know what I mean for for three, four seasons, bro. Liverpool had what I'd say two very strong seasons, and then going into this third season now, it's been a bit more difficult, man. Do you know what I'm saying? And City had the, City had the same fate, bro. Do you know what I mean? Back to back champions, and then the season after, you start to see some 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 cracks in the walls, man. But uh, boy, it did I, I can't I can't say it's a, it's a Liverpool thing because um, it's hard, bro. And, and I was saying it, I was saying it. Do you know what I'm saying? And Manuel was saying that, no, man, get me peppers, do peppers, that. And I was literally saying that, bro, like the the level of determination and consistency that you need to be going free. Like we we saw teams doing it in the past, like I said, the Man Uniteds um, of the past, we saw them doing it, but. It's a different era, man. Different age, man. I feel like the, the, the games become more intense. Um, players are running a lot more. <laughs> you 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 output a lot more energy than you did back in the day, man. And it takes its toll, man. Do you get what I'm saying? And obviously, of course, with injuries as well and stuff like that. Um, these are also have to factor in, man. But bro, like it's, it's hard to maintain that same level of consistency, man. Especially when you were arguably the best team in the world, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard to maintain that. And you, you can look at teams like Bayern Munich who are able to maintain that level consistently, but then you can go back to the fact that when you look at their league, they're not playing the same fixtures that we're playing. Do you know what I'm saying? The level of competition isn't as great as, as, it, as it is over here. They don't need to be at their best week in, week out. Whereas a team like Liverpool, a team like City, a team like United, like we, you need to be at your best week in, week out regardless of who you're coming up against because it's a Premier League, man. Do you know what I'm saying? So... I'm not surprised, man. I called it. I totally hear that, Darren. If I come to you, yeah, if you were to split it up in terms of like um, who's most to blame, whether it be Klopp, whether it be the front three, whether it be FSG, their, their management or their owners for not buying players, like how do you split it up? Why is there such? Why are they so lackluster now? They look so like bereft of ideas. Basically, like they don't have that cutting edge that they that that they once used to have. No, definitely, man. Um, yeah, if we're talking about dividing blame, call it a little bit of blame pie. Um, I think a lot of the stuff that Josh said was accurate in terms of the, the circumstance. You know, I think it's true, but we can still judge them harshly because um, we were comparing them to some of the best Premier League teams we've ever seen. Do you know what I mean? And the bar has been set. There's You shouldn't be having um, runs like this to where you um, can't get a win in five games in the league losing to United in Cups. Um, yeah, man, I think that um, I would say the most blame I would give to the front three. Definitely. They've been poor. I'll probably say about 40%, 40 percent, 50% of the front three. Really? I mean, 50%. The front three? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think you've got to... No, I've got 50% of the front. No, but bro, they, they've got in, their, their best defenders injured. They're... What the second of their top three defenders is injured. Matic can't stay fit. Like, what are we expecting? Reese Williams and uh, Fabinho, makeshift sure centre back. We can't expect them then, to clean shit, keep clean sheets. But then, but then that, that, it's supposed a, to be that's the. Exactly, that's exactly why you should blame the the, the back forward because even if you look at a game like today, William, Williams made that mistake for for um, Rashford's goal, bro. Do you get what I'm saying? So even if cool, like your best defenders are out. You you need your def- you need your defense to just give you some sort of protection, and they're not getting that at all. They're front like you lose a game like today. No, I agree. Like, 
your, your, your forwards are, are scoring two goals. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, but you're leaking three goals in defence. You can't really blame the front three for that. And yeah, but, time, yeah, I hear that. But my thing is, I'm not talking well. about... I'm not talking about just this game, though. I'm talking about this stretch. Do you know what I mean? When was the last time we even saw Reese Williams? Well, if we're talking about one of the best teams we've, we've um, ever seen in Premier League history, why am I going to mention Reese Williams? Some any youngster who's just basically trying to fill a hole. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't think you can hold guys like that accountable for their fall off. I think, as I said, 50% goes on the front three, bro. They haven't scored a Premier League goal in four games. Like, uh, uh, Scott, Salah hear, obviously had a good game today. Yeah, mm. just my last point in it. Salah obviously yeah. had a good game today. I think they played fairly well. But um, as Daniel was saying, the system still just ain't functioning the way we, we expect it. Um, Robertson and Trent, they've been poor um, in the stretch. Um just to finish off the blame pie, I'd say 25% of it is on the, the, the circumstances. You know, the injuries, the, um, uh, the not having a crowd, the um, just, just the stuff that you were mentioning, Josh, in the circumstances, because you've got to take that stuff into consideration as well. And then uh, yeah. the last of it, I don't, I don't know where the last bit of it goes, but I, for me, the majority, when, when a guy like Van Dijk goes down, you turn to your other heavy hitters are supposed to be Mane and Salah. You haven't scored a goal in the league for four games. You're not getting it done. Simple as for me. I hear that, but one one thing I always say is let your praise be as loud as your criticism. If Brandon Williams and that man came in now and they started playing out of this world, you'd be praising them and thinking they're the reason why um, Liverpool are so able to be stable. But when they're not doing that job, you have to be able to criticise them as well, man. You can't just say, oh, because they're backups, you, you let them off lightly. Because if... If, if they were putting in performances, you'd be praising them for the same reason. So, it goes either way, man. No, I hear that one still. I hear that point. I think is, we're not just talking about this game, though. Rich no, Williams no, hasn't I, I know, even I know, played I know, that. I know, I know. But I'm saying, like, their back four in general haven't been good, in it? Even Trent. Trent's been poor this season, bro. Manchester's been spamming square this season. Do you get what I'm saying? So, you, like... Yeah, I agree with that. Trent, do you get what I'm saying? Trent has been worse than every single member of their front three. Do you get what I'm saying? And, and that's the defender, so you could... You can't. I'm not. I'm not going to pin it on their front three the season when their defense hasn't been good, man. At do you all. think? Do you do you man think though that um, it ties into the point that I think we I think we spoke about like a couple episodes back. System that, players. Like, yeah, literally that. So system players, where sometimes teams like big teams like Liverpool, when the system isn't working, you rely on that individual brilliance, that individual piece of. Like, basically what Bruno did in today's game, obviously today's game serves as the best reference because Bruno, that like, happened today, what's it today, is fresh in our heads. But, like, the hazards of this world, the Brunos of this world, Cristiano Ronaldo, Henri's, we're losing those kind of players to the system, to what everyone is trying to do with their system. That's why so many, so like, for example, people have said if Salah was to play for another team, like, he wouldn't get the same volume of goals he's scoring. And now that when the system fails and when all else fails, who can you turn to to kind of turn the game on its head? And Liverpool don't really have that player if you deep it. Like, they don't have a player who can just say, all right, cool, I'm going to take the game by the scuff of the neck. Do you know what I'm saying now? Like, do you, do, what, do you agree mm. with that? So what's your, what's your question? I'm basically saying, do you think Liverpool are falling foul of the system, that they live and die by their system and the fact that there is no space or room? Not only room, but there 100%. is no individual brilliant player in their team. 100%. And this is also another thing that I said, bro. Their system is not foolproof, man. Like, 
in as much as it has worked and and and, and it's proven successful like it's not i i kind of like um give the contrast to the way pep plays with the tick attack football and i was saying that i think that's a more foolproof full system because we've seen tick attack football for decades now do you get what i'm saying whereas crop system in as much as it works in the modern era it's still quite fresh man and it like we have seen teams being able to beat that system do you get what i'm saying so it's, it's a matter of that man like as time goes on you can't keep playing that same way bro and then your players are going to have to adapt to different ways of playing man and the players haven't been able to adapt man no i hear that still yeah for me for me it goes back to a point that i'm always trying to hammer down like you've got to be able to win in numerous ways as josh said but for me it's um it's just something i always come back to um like hammer down because um when you're going through runs like this you need to be able to dig out a result for man um as josh was saying the system just ain't i think teams know what um the game plan is now you know they're trying to get the ball out wide um and, and flood the ball uh the box with crosses trying to get salah money on the back post i think that's it's, it's pretty easy to stop especially if you know that's how they're, they're gonna approach it i think um another reason why they've suffered is because they don't have the same combative midfielders um in terms of henderson and Fabinho. Like those guys would obviously um help in terms of recovering the ball keeping the, the pressure on the opposition um just allowing them to have sustained periods of you know dominance creating chances and stuff like that i think um without those guys it's become more of an open game and as you were saying Daniel, they haven't really got a go-to guy so um yeah man i think it's, it's it does go back to what we were saying in terms of the fact that this whole system like like uh revolution in football type of thing it, it does have a you could say a shelf life it does have a, a ceiling i think you, you gotta be able to to give the ball to a guy and say take take me there and they, they don't really have that but i think i think just based on a law of averages though i feel like playing within a system it gives you more wins within like as in you would need to rely on system more so than you need to rely on that individual brilliance you know what i'm saying because even if they did have that player, yeah. and, I, and I think I, I think to some to some extent, Jota was that player. Do you know what I mean? That he comes in now, he just gives them a little spark. Do you know what I mean? Something different because he's not really accustomed to the system as yet. So he just just freestyling. Do you get what I'm saying? But um, I think there's only so long you can rely on a man to just pick up the ball and do a madness. However, like with, within a system, it's it's more foolproof. Do you know what I mean? You can rely on it a bit more. But no, of course. Again, of course. In, in in these situations where you actually do need that guy, that's where the issue is, isn't it? Do you and know that's literally what I'm saying. It's not like, of course, you can't have... Yeah, exactly. You can't have um, individual brilliance pulling you through in every single game. But there are certain games where, like, especially in this period, like, it's not even that... Now it's becoming a stretch of form now. It's not just a couple of bad games now. It's on, the, on like, repetitive. Every single game, they're not looking the best. And you just maybe need that little bit of energy, that little bit of difference... Do you know what I'm saying? To pull you through, yeah. they're currently not getting that from their players, and it makes you wonder, and it makes you ask the question that, like, have we seen the best of Liverpool? Is that is like, is this the decline, or is this literally just a little small little blip? Do you know what I'm saying? So, like, what do you mm. think? In terms of trajectory, obviously, we're all making predictions, and like, that's how we do this. Do you think we've seen the best of Liverpool? Do you think there's still um, another level to unlock in terms of them achieving dominance? I don't. I don't think they'll be as good as that Champions League winning season, personally. But mm. 
I don't think they'll be too far behind that, man. I feel like when they when they really get their their main man back and they start taking to form again, because the, fam, they're still formidable force. You know what I'm saying? Like, in as much as you can say that um, their performances this season haven't been great, Salah's still on track to have the same amount of goals as he did last season, the season before that. Do you get what I'm saying? So you have to look at that. Um, it's just a matter of tweaking little, little things, man. But their core is essentially still the same. Do you know what I'm saying? They haven't, obviously, of course, all the Van Dijk injury, they've lost him. But once they get him back, their core is still intact. Do you know what I'm saying? And they've, they've added Thiago, um, Thiago as well, who's a world-class player. They've added Jota, who's coming now and shown that, do you know what I mean? He can be that guy. Um, I well, think I think, I think think they'll be all right, man. I think they'll be all right. I don't, I don't think they can reach the same heights as they did back in that. Champions League winning season, but I still think they'll be a formidable force, man. I don't, th- I don't Darren, think, I don't think it's the end of them still. Darren, are you giving them a buy for this season, especially with the injuries and the circumstances that you mentioned? No, I can never give them a buy. I can never give them a buy. You're the reigning champs. The expectation is to win it again. Do you know what I mean? Um, but to, to address the question that you said prior, I feel like they're gonna have to make some. They're gonna have to make some big moves because. All of their best players are basically 30 plus now. So, I mean, Salah is uh, on his way to being 30. Mane on his way to nearly 30. Firmino nearly 30. Van Dijk nearly 30. Ronaldum nearly 30. Henderson nearly 30. Like, this is a bunch of, like, this is their core. Do you know what I mean? That you speak of. I don't agree. I don't disagree with Josh that they're still going to be a good team. But it's just a matter of those guys aren't going to be able to carry you for much longer. So I think they're gonna have to make some changes. Um, Klopp's gonna have to to move a few things around, but um, I think this core, like they probably got one more season after this. Whether it's injuries, you know, far the time, I think one more season, then they're gonna have to freshen it up. Mm. Mm. When you look at when you look at their team, um, obviously me and Darren did an episode which is gonna come out um, later in terms of where this Liverpool team ranks in terms of greatest Premier League champions of all time. Like, do you think... Of course, what they did was exceptional, isn't it? And, like, no one's trying to take that away from them. But, obviously, we look at... When we look at and think about champions, we look at what, like, their period of dominance. Like, most of the teams, when we think about them, a lot of them did back-to-backs, where a lot of them were in exactly. and around for, for, for quite a bit of time before they did their little decline period, you know what I'm saying? So... When you look at when you look at this Liverpool team, if if for example they don't finish in the top two this season, like this, and and they probably don't get a trophy because now they're out of the FA Cup and I believe they're out of the Carabao Cup. Yeah, of course they are. Yeah, they're out of the Carabao Cup as well. So they've only. Atletico are looking like they'll touch them up. Yeah, I mean they've got the Champions League and um, the Premier League left, but like if they don't finish in the top two this season and don't win the Champions League, obviously. Like what? It's a failure this season, yeah. No, hundred percent. Still a failure. It's a failure, yeah. but it's a well, failure like, I, can, I can go on, bro. No, I'm just gonna say. Um, I think it's you, man, that have Atletico in my bed, and you are like. Yeah, Chelsea have Atletico still. I can't remember. So who did they draw in the Champions League? I know it's quite. An, they're the favourites, isn't it? They're the favourites. Oh, okay. Well, an easy matchup. Yeah, I believe but, so. Yeah. yeah. Just to address the question, it's definitely a failure. No Champions League, no Premier League. Failure, and and bro, I think like the window is closing. Like the window is closing. Like they have to capitalize on the time that they have left, man, because the age is a real thing. And then, in terms of like what people are saying, that um, is it something to look into? The fact that 
every game Thiago started, they haven't won yet, or he hasn't won a game yet starting for Liverpool. Is that something to read into, you or it's not? It's not a relevant factor. I think there's definitely um, things that we can take away from it in the fact that he's just not what they're used to having in the middle of the park. Like their um, midfield is based on workhorses, combative guys, winning the ball back, um, always having. He's got the statistics that back him up, and I think on his in terms of his performances, I think he's playing really well. But for some reason, the pass before the assist that he was brought in for, it's not clicking. Do you know what I'm saying? And mm. I think it's less so. This is me personally. I think it's less so about Thiago and more so about, for example, what Josh was saying in the front three not clicking. Like, for example, man, one of his worst seasons. Forget Liverpool in his Premier League career, do you know what I'm saying? And obviously he had COVID, but I mean, the, like, like the same energy that people give with Havertz, there's only so long you can blame COVID for, do you know what I'm saying? Because he's bit mm. like he, he's shaking it off, or I always say he's shaking it off because I don't want to like do that, but he's 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 not had it for a while, basically, do you know what I'm saying? And then Salah, who's not been great. Firmino has been terrible. Like, Firmino has had a terrible season. And people have asked questions in terms of, ah, uh, he doesn't well, score But he was enough. naughty today, man. He was naughty today, still. He, he wasn't good enough today, in my, in my opinion. I think he, he showed his quality in bits, but he wasn't good enough as a whole, in it, as a whole performance. There were there were times when he needed him to, to, to secure the ball in terms of his touch and then get a shot away and... It was just loose and that, and those are the and those are the moments. Really and truly, for me, it's just not clicking at the moment. And if they don't pattern it straight away, they could have a problem. Because deeper, yeah. when you get to the now, Klopp's got a lot of questions on his hand. Naby Keita can't stay fit, and he costs sixty m's. You got Joe, you got Matip. They're saying is the second best defender at the club. He can't stay fit. He's already missing the whole season. You got Wijnaldum, mm. who's a free agent, and they can't even sort out a contract with him. You just you have to decide. I think he's like 32 now. You have to decide whether you're keeping Wijnaldum. And he's been one of the main parts of that one of the main parts of that system. And then you have to decide what you're doing with the front three, whether you're going to go and buy a striker, how you're going to replenish the squad because Origi's definitely not good enough. I think Shakiri's past his, his due date at the club. Oxlade-Chamberlain can't even get a game. Salah's not even happy, bro. Salah's, Salah doesn't look... I'm talking about Real Madrid. Like, do you know what I'm saying? The only things that seem certain are Henderson and the full the fullbacks and the goalkeeper. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think I think even to to go back to your point about um about Thiago, the thing about Thiago is that like I think he's that one player in Liverpool's team that isn't a system player. I feel like irrespective of who he plays against, I feel like he will play well, have a good performance. Um but the issue is how that translates to the team as a whole being effective because I think he'll have a good game week in week out do you get what I'm saying but yeah. again it's about how his performance is going to reflect on others um, yeah. I think that's the problem man I feel like, like like Darren said man he he's not he's not the typical Liverpool midfielder he's not what we're used to seeing and that's, that's literally because Liverpool haven't really had a midfielder that creates that's not what they're used to they're used to getting that creation from 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 wide areas, their fullbacks, their wingers, you know what I'm saying? So he's now come to a situation now where he's asked to do something that they're not really used to. Do you get what I mean? So I don't really think Liverpool have... But then again, it's like, I don't, I don't know, man. Because on one side, you could argue that Liverpool haven't really exploited the best of Thiago. But then you look back at his tenure at Bayern Munich and even then, he wasn't the... He wasn't the star man. He wasn't the showman. He was the one that kept everything ticking. But then that's a team that 
you have creativity all over the pitch. Do you get what I'm saying? So his but job is made, made, made a little bit easier. And that's why I said I don't think it's him. Like I think he's doing his job. He's keep he like he kept it ticking today. I don't think it's him either to interrupt. I just think I don't think it's him. I think it's they're still adjusting to him. Because uh, even during the game today, a lot of their, their stuff going forward goes through him. Like, he's the one, obviously, playing uh, conductor. And I think mm. that's an adjustment. Because that's not, that's not the way they're used to creating chances. And I think um, mm. the guys around him are, are struggling with us. Yeah. I, I hear that to an extent. But at the same time, I just think when I look back at the chances that they had not only in this game, but in previous games, they're getting in positions. They're also not finishing chances as well. How many times have we said Liverpool aren't finishing chances in the last three years about this Liverpool team? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, they're getting into mm. the position to finish chances, but they're not doing it. Like, Milner, if we talk about today's game, Milner had a chance today that he should have buried. You have um, Salah, he had a ch- two chances that I think he should have buried. You had Mane, you had his chance. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's it's, I don't, it's not even like they're not making chances. That's why I think it's less so about the adjustment of Thiago. Do you know what? Yeah. Do you know what? Let's Yeah, I agree with you, man. It's less and, so about the adjustment of Thiago to Liverpool, but more so about Liverpool adjusting to and, Thiago. And do you know what it is as well? As, as, as well as going forward, you've got to think about coming back as well. So one will face a situation where where they haven't got their best defender and Thiago, he's a luxury player. Do you know what I mean? If we're being real, he's a luxury player. Liverpool used to having three workhorses in midfield. So when you have a luxury player, as well as that, you haven't got your full force defence. You're basically a man short because Thiago isn't used to doing the, the legwork that a Henderson or, or, or a Fabinho or a Wijnaldum's used to. I hear what you're saying, yeah, but I just the reason why I disagree with that narrative is because... Tiago is not just a luxury. He's a busy player, and on top no, of that, no, hundred percent. But compare compare that to what compare that to what Liverpool are used to, though. No, of course, of course, of course, I get that. But I'm saying that when you bring in a guy like Tiago, what that should result in is more fluidity, even more like whether there can be more fluidity in Liverpool's attack, even more fluidity. I'm not talking about the, fa- the attack. I'm talking about the no, I know, I know, I know. But when you bring in a quality player, there's always that, um, what's it called? You're going to have to uh, account for it, innit? Exactly. And I think that's, it's less so about Thiago, not, like it's less so about, I don't know, I'm trying to explain it. It's less so about but Thiago. I'm, I'm not blaming Thiago, I'm just blaming I know, I, mean, I know you're not blaming him, but I'm saying... Yeah. It's less so about Thiago and more so about Van Dijk not being there. So I know you're saying the transition is different if they had a third wall. Bro, if they had, if you take up Thiago and put in Henderson, for example, today, and they had the midfield of Henderson, Wijnaldum and Milner, they still probably would have lost that game, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the point I'm basically making. Because mm-hmm. it's not about how they look when they're transitioning. There's just weaknesses in their team that are being exploited. Mm. Let's look at Trent, bro. They that's not Thiago. They ripped that right hand side was getting destroyed, and that's because Trent and Reese Williams, on top of Trent not being the best defender, the guy covering him was even worse. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, like it's to what end basically? Like when are Liverpool gonna buy the centre back? They they need a centre back. <laughs> no, definitely. Um, just. Yeah, hundred percent. I think they need to add someone. Um, but just to just to like round up something I was saying earlier in in terms of the attack not doing enough. Um, if we remember 
the first year that Salah came and they got got to the final and lost. I don't think they had Van Dijk or Van Dijk came during the season or something. Their defense was poor. Do you know what I mean? They were mm. just um, outscoring everybody. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That's what they were doing. And if we remember last season, um, the the attack went on a barren patch, but they were keeping mm. clean sheets. Their defense was stepping up. Do you know what I'm saying? I think now it's like the defense ain't doing it and the attack ain't doing it, so the balance just ain't there. That's why I think when you when you don't have a guy like Van Dijk. You you gotta rely on um, Mane and Salah Firmino, especially when they've shown it, and they, they just ain't mm. been able to hold the goods hey, this season. Just ju- ju- just on a quick just a quick quick tangent, yeah. I, sh- I saw this on um, a segment on um, Fifty Fellows. Shout out to the, shout out to them guys. But um, in regards to Salah, yeah, even though he's on track to having the same amount of goals as he did last season, or whatever, do you think he's been as good? What I mean by that is that. No, I agree. Is, he, I, is I his really play style tra- like? Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I agree. I he he he's doing his thing in front of goal, but personally, it's his hard, overall. I, I think I think he can do yeah, hundred percent. He can be doing more, man. Hundred percent, man. Yeah, definitely. And that's but that's where that's why we can't strictly judge people by the numbers. By the way, because mm. not not all goals are created equal, fam. No, hundred mm. percent. And that's been people's criticism of Bruno Fernandez in terms of like he can pull up with a goal and assist. But then his overall performance wouldn't ha, ha, wouldn't be as great as the stats. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's the same thing I've seen with Salah this season. And then if you look at Mane now, Mane's not even getting the numbers now, and his performances aren't great. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Mane's doing And then Firmino is not getting numbers or having good performances. So you just have to look at it like that. The last point, then, just to round it up on Liverpool, is like, do we still think they will finish in the top two? Because if Aston Villa win all their games. In hand, they can Liverpool can be seventh when everyone's on the Swear down. Literally, I don't see it, man. I don't see it. Um, the, the, the drought that they're in right now, it just feels like if they don't get out of it in the next one or two games, it's tough. And if you look at their fixture list, madness. I think they got they got like Spurs, they got City, they got Everton, they got Leicester. Like they've got some tough, tough games. So I just don't see them um, digging themselves out of the hole that they've already dug. All mm. I'll say is, if you want to play Liverpool, now's the time to play them, man. Trust but yeah, me, moving on swiftly, um, what I wanted to actually discuss is, obviously, we just spoke about Liverpool's like decline right now. Talk about someone who was going through a bad patch and then he's literally turned it around and he's, he's you could call it a resurgence. Paul Pogba, La Bill. I'm definitely La La Bill, by the way. You man, or like, bro, you know them man. You see how man them have their first name. You got their surname. My when my son's a baller, yeah, pro. Like you see the Jovinios, Thiago, them one net, like one word in there. He's gonna be called La Bill. Why you, you not gonna call? Why why you not gonna call him Timo? <laughs> well, all, that's not a nice name. And second of all, come on, man. Let's be serious. I just need to check the bill. What do you really know about the bill? What do you really know about the bill? I just need to check the meaning of the bill and then we're set. We're set to go, man. Literally. But now, man. <laughs> nah, nah, not even, man. Never that. It's never that deep. But, um, Paul Walker, man. Um, Darren, you know what? You could talk about your boy. Like, what's it, what's it been? Why do you think he's been playing so well defensively as well? He's improved. 
Um, I think he's not even that he's improved. He's always had it in him, but he's not done it enough. He's not done it on a consistent basis. And um, mm. going forward, I mean, he's not getting numbers, but you can see that he's influencing the attack. And that's what we've been wanting of him for a while. So what do you think it's been? What do you think it has been? Um, I think a number of things. I think the whole, I think he's definitely motivated in terms of the fact that um, this is basically a make or break season for him. You know, he he he, he wants to leave the club. You know, his agents put that out there. I think a little bit of that is him um, putting himself on display, saying, "Listen, I'm still one of the best midfielders in the world. If you want me, I'm in the last year of my deal. Come get me." I think there's a little bit of that. Um, I think there's a little bit of the. He understood that the team needed him. Do you know what I mean? Because uh, obviously when Bruno came, he had a huge impact. Um, and towards the end of last season, we got them playing together. We were playing really well. And I think Pogba understands that Bruno is doing a madness. If I can also chip in, you know, th- this team can achieve some great things. So I think that, um, you know, his motivation um, went to another level. I think Oli's done a good job of finding his role. You know, um, putting him less uh, in in the pivot. Um, he's not putting too much pressure on him defensively. He's definitely um, improved defensively. You know, um, aerially as well. He's doing a really good job. I think just because there's less pressure on him now. Um, nah, yeah, man. I, I'll let you man, man chip in, but um, I, I just think he's he 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 smells blood. He thinks we could do something with this team, and not only that, I could bag myself the move I've always wanted type of thing. So I think his motivation gone to another level. He 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 knows that this team is capable of winning. Uh, but last thing I'll say is we need that man to stick around. Like I don't know how no matter what we do this season, whether we win the league, whether we finish second or third, losing Paul Pogba is going to be a huge blow. That's going to be tough to recover from. So I just pray that the man sticks around, man. We win the league, and he says, you know what, why not? Maybe we're building something, and he sticks around, man, because he's going to be tough to replace. I think um, I think, I think, think with, with Pogba, kind of what you said, man, I feel like he realised the team needed him, but the team needed him in a different way, man. I feel like... And, and I, I, I give him credit, to be fair, because a player of his ability... He deserves to be a luxury player. You get what I'm saying, but he's had to kind of like tweak his game just a little bit. Um, he's had to kind of put in more effort defensively, um, just work hard for the team. You know what I mean, and kind of put his um, his individual ability aside a bit. But then even then, it's, it's, it's kind of come to the floor. Do you know what I mean, he's got a brilliant goal that week as well, man. And um, but yeah, I feel like for him, it's just it's just a change of mindset really. Whether that's down to him looking to nick a move in the summer or whatever, whatever it could be, end of the day, I just think that he has elevated himself to where now he's benefiting the team more so than himself. Do you get what I'm saying? So I feel like, yeah, yeah man, big, big big credit to him, man. I feel like he's let, he's let Bruno do the job that he wants to do. Do you yeah. know what I mean? You know I mean? In terms of getting it's the numbers. Very selfless. Getting the assists. Yeah, man, he's like, you know what? Let me just concede to this guy and just just play my part in it. And that's, that's, that's interesting. That's an interesting point still. I think for me, what and it's it's an interesting one, but I think for me, what his resurgence has his resurgence has highlighted is why he's not world class and why I've never actually been one to call him world class. And but like let me explain that in it. The reason why I say that is because when we look at someone like Hazard, yeah, 
And if you see the biggest criticism of Hazard from a lot of rival fans, especially, it's that he there's this narrative that he wasn't consistent. Despite the fact that it was really only one season where it was like really, really poor and they wanted has um, Mourinho out and whatnot. Do you know what? You can accept that narrative. Maybe he wasn't as consistent as you wanted him to be, or if it wasn't his consistency, it was he didn't get enough numbers as as the type of player that he is. And that's that's a fair, that's a fair argument, isn't it? If you think that a player of Hazard's ability should have got more numbers in it. But for me, when I look at when I look at Pogba, that's someone who deserves that kind of level of criticism and that level of attention. Look, I've said this on countless occasions. I know the media have an agenda against Pogba, but we as black men were able to look past that and judge Pogba's game. And when I'm judging Pogba's game, it's Pogba is not good for... Uh, uh, um, what's the word? He's not good for enough games. He's not good or he's not at that level enough times. Like, you see it. This this surge in form is great. But what's the point of having this surge in form if you just know that sooner or later he's going to drop again in his performances and in his levels, whether it be working hard, whether it be his output, or whether it just be his impact on the team. And that's the reason why I say Paul Pogba needs to do more. That's why we've been saying that maybe the project at, at Magnet hasn't really worked out. Look, Paul Pogba got AEMs. And let's be honest with ourselves. If we're talking about AEMs, team spending AEMs on players and looking at why you spend AEMs on a player, you spend AEMs on a player for someone to have tremendous impacts. Almost, you could say, be the face of your team. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's all well and good. I understand the selfless point. I understand the fact that he is providing so much for the team. And maybe he is coming, coming across a bit pessimistic. But what I'm trying to basically bring out is that I expect this Paul Pogba all the time. Like, do you know what I'm saying? I expect Pogba mm. to be that good all the time. And I think that's the problem that I have with him, that he's not good. Obviously, players can have poor games. Like, I'm not expecting him to be a 10 out of 10 every single week, but he's not good enough all the time, basically. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I, I, do, I, do, I do get what you mean. I think part of that is kind of down to um, United as a whole, their inconsistency. Um, yeah, yeah. Years. Part of that is, is down to them. But then... Then you can look at the fact that, fam, you've had a guy like Bruno who's come in and in a year, he's changed the whole face of the club. Do you know what I mean? So why yeah. can't Pogba do the same? But then you can then, on the flip side, say they're different kinds of players, man. Do you get what I mean? Because yeah. you, I, I guess I guess what Bruno has at United, yeah, what Bruno has at United, Pogba has at France. What I mean by that is that he kind of has that leeway to kind of be creative and kind of do his own thing and there's not really many repercussions and... And Pogba kind of has that at France, do you know what I mean? He has that kind of backup of Kante and Matuidi midfield to where he more has that kind of like free room. But at United, he's cool to do more and he hasn't been able to do more. But Bruno, he plays in a more yeah. advanced position. He hasn't got the same responsibilities that a Pogba would have. Do you get what I mean? So, I, I don't know, man. I mean, it is harsh because I personally, of the, I am of the mindset that if we look at pure footballing ability, yeah, of course. Pure football and ability, sure. Pogba is the best midfield in the Prem. There's in not there's not many in the ability, if we're talking about even in the world, there's not many better than him. Right? Yeah, in, in terms of pure football and ability, Pogba is the best football in the Prem. That's that's including KDB, Bruno, all them, man. Just in terms of ability in it. But like you said, man, he hasn't been able to replicate that same form week in, week out, man. And that that does him, man. And like you said, brother, you you're saying to me that it's harshly to put in, in that world class category and 
based on my based on my standards i hear that bro because fair enough he has a title and he has the ability but has he had that world-class consistency season after season no nah, bro do you get what i'm saying so you have a point there man i gotta give it to you, you have a point there still darren what do you think yeah my thoughts on what you said daniel i think it's fair yeah i think it's fair to say that but um I think we gotta look at the circumstances as well, man. Like throughout, can you might hear me probably? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit laggy, but we should. It should be calm. You still there, bro? Yeah, bloody laggy. Um, but yeah, I think the circumstance, man. Like we haven't done a good job of surrounding him with the right players. Like as we we established now, he is a luxury player. Do you know what I'm saying? So I think he needs the right kind. Of the guys around him to um to be the guy that he wants to be and uh we haven't done a good job of of getting you know some solid protection behind him um i think a lot of the time we have seen him catch form it's when the, the whole team is playing well you know what i mean a uh, matic was obviously um strict struck form like back in the last season him and matic had a great partnership and we we saw um Pogba playing well this season um fred matic McTominay, whenever they come in like they're not great, but they do the job. You know what I mean? They give him enough of a platform to go um, and do what he wants to do. But um, I just think, I, I what you said is fair, isn't it? Because obviously he hasn't been the um, the Paul Pogba that we wanted him to be, or that he's shown he's capable of being. But um, United haven't done him any favors in um, getting that player out of him either. No, and that's fair enough. And of course, with every player, the circumstances of this context to the situation. And I think this ties in nicely with where we want to go. But what we have to do is just be objective and just look at them. Do you know what I'm saying? As much as we can say, hold Man United and hold club responsible for not being able to get the best out of their players. Just like if you look at Chelsea, um, people blame Lampard a lot for not being able to get the best out of Havertz and Werner and, and such and such. But we still need to look at the players' performances. And when they, when they retire or when we look back on their careers, like, yeah, maybe there might be a quick reference to the circumstance. We're still going to judge their performance on the pitch. And at the end of the day, if there was a graph to represent full public form at Man United, bro, it's going to be fluctuating on a mad team. Do you know what I'm saying? And mm. where I'm trying to go with this is we look at Ozil mm-hmm. now. Ozil has just left Arsenal like permanently. So it's been confirmed that he's gone to Fenerbahce in Turkey. Um, wishing well there. Like, the reason why I look at Ozil and Pogba is because even though they came in different situations, coming into different clubs, I believe they were both asked to do the same thing when they came to their clubs. Be the face of their clubs, be the driving force of their clubs, be the change that leads their clubs to trophies. And in many respects, they both did that in their own unique way. I mean, Arsenal won FA Cups with Ozil and United have won the Europa League and an FA Cup as well with Pogba. But have they done enough? And when you look at both their careers at Man United and Arsenal, respectively, what is the word that you would use to describe their careers? So, Man United, so Ozil's career at Arsenal, what word would you use to describe it and why? And Pogba's career at Man United so far, what would you use to describe it and why? Probably probably underwhelming, man. Um, yeah. And in, in as much as their their play as a whole has been inconsistent, I think if you look at their actual, if you look at the latter part of of Ozil's career and um, this like stage of Pogba's career, 
you see a lot of, of similarities, man. So when you look at Ozil at Real Madrid, when he has a, a very good system around him, very good structure, um, very good leadership around him, he was fluctuating. Same way Pogba at Juventus, same thing, he was fluctuating. They've both come to the Prem now, to the, the, their respective teams, whatever. And it's a complete opposite. It's just been shambles, do you know what I mean? And within that shambles, they haven't been able to operate at their best, man. It's, it's the same thing. At a world class level, like he came in and blitzed the league. You could make like for the first, I'd say two, two, two and a half seasons, he blitzed the league. Arguably, Arsenal should have won the, the league the year. But, but then, I, I hear that. But then you could say, if you look at Ozil's Premier League career, he's had more good seasons than he has bad seasons. But then we'll still describe his Premier League career as underwhelming. I even think he's had more bad seasons than good. Yeah, so? I'm thinking. No, 100%. He was in the league. He's been in the league for seven seasons. Six. And yeah, six, six, seven. And mm-hmm. if you think about it, didn't really play two. Yeah, two, two, two. That's why I said two and a half. First season when mm-hmm. he came in, yeah. league, second season was, I believe, the year Leicester. Um, and then third season, he was good, didn't it? And then from there, it just went downhill. Mm. No, I do hear that, yeah. but yeah, for the both of them, I'll say underwhelming still. Mm. Yeah, not to, not to be lazy, but I think underwhelming is a very good way to put it. Like, it's um, we know what both of them are capable of. Like, as you were saying, Daniel, Ozil came as probably the best number 10 in the world at the time. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And he did, he did set the league on fire when he first touched down, but it's about your whole tenor. Do you know what I mean? We can't say, oh, he did a great job in his, his first couple of years and he didn't even play. And that was a great, great um, stint at Arsenal. No, he didn't. He barely, um, he was a liability towards in like the middle of his Arsenal career because it got to a point where it was like, he's not create, not creating as much as he used to and he doesn't help you defensively. And that was pretty much the stigma with Paul Pogba as well in terms of like, uh, he, he he's a liability defensively, especially when he plays in the pivot. And then, like, can you, he's not really a 10. So where do you play him to get him far up, far up the pitch to get the best out of him? Um, yeah, man, I think they both, they both, they both had so much, not potential, but um, opportunity to like, to like set the league alight. But I think they both, they both fell short, man. Like if we're being honest, because Paul Pogba, when he first came, first two, similar to Ozil, first two years, he was great. Um, obviously, as you said, we won the, um, uh, the Europa League FA Cup. I think that was his first season. Second season, I think that was when he led us in all um, the stats. Or maybe that was the third season. But um, and then obviously last season, a majority of the season injured. Um, I think he ended the season with one goal. So it's a lot of, as you said, Daniel. It's a lot of up and downs, up and downs, up and downs. And um, when when you're coming in with that kind of ability, we want to see you able to maintain it. You know. Season in, season out, and uh, I just haven't been able to do that. Yeah, no, literally, and that's and that's literally everything, or the point that I've been trying to make about these guys. Like, I mean, yeah, cool that we've seen more um, prevalent flops in the league, like Pepe, for example. And people will even say that Werner's been a flop in terms of their performance and their output. However, when we look at these players like Pogba and Ozil, who have spent a lot of their career in the league now, and they're on their way out. I mean, Ozil's already out. 
it's like now we need to judge and look back on these men's careers and have a look at why it fell apart. Because if you want to say Pogba had circumstantial things that fell against him, I mean, Ozil, there's been a number of circumstances that fell against him. I even still think Ozil had a lot to give to Arsenal still, but they didn't manage to get that out for whatever the reason may be. And obviously it'll be interesting to see what the reason may be in years to come, because I'm I'm very sure Ozil's going to be vocal about that because he, he seems to still love Arsenal, do you know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, like it's 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 when when I when, it's when I see players can be good and can lead teams. Like even if you want to say Hazard was inconsistent or did you you think he could have done more, he did his job. He he did his job just about, and that's because Chelsea won. Like it was littered with trophies, two two Premier League titles, a European trophy. You could throw in a domestic cup there as well. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you could say, cool, this guy was the reason why we won these things. Do you know what I'm saying? But mm. can we say for Paul Pogba, it was a direct result. Like was it directly Paul Pogba for Man United's winning or for Man United's success? Ooh, no matter how small it's been, or for Özil's success, I, I could say more for Özil than the Pogba situation. But yeah. I, we wanted more from these guys. No, definitely. To, 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 to be fair, soon, I don't think United would have had that same success without him, man. Um, whether you want to say he... I think he probably was the biggest factor, though, man. Exactly. Being honest. Um, maybe not on the scale... Oh, in the Europa League, he was huge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not... Definitely not on the scale of a hazard, but... For United, he was, he was the biggest biggest factor back then, man. So I, I got I got to give credit to him where credit's due, man. No, I hear that still. No, I hear. No. But final final point though, in terms of looking at United and the wider wider like picture in terms of the title race, um, like we're seeing injuries now to key players in other teams that are involved in the title race. Obviously, we've seen KDB is injured now, and we've seen Jamie Vardy's been injured or is injured now for Leicester, and these are key players in two teams who are obviously fighting for the title. We've seen Liverpool drop out because of key injuries to key players. Do you know what I'm saying? We've seen Chelsea go through a bad run of form because of key injuries to key players. And really and truly now, do you think that we could go as far and say it's Man United title to lose? Because Man United have all their players intact. Like literally everyone you would want playing, everyone's playing. Maguire's back, Bailly's back. Um, Saka's playing well now. Shaw's having the season of his life, and like we could talk about his resurgence if we wanted to. Pogba, Bruno Fernandez, Rashford, Martial, Cavani. I mean Greenwood. Like they've got options, like littered with options, and everyone's there in it. Do you know what I'm saying? Would you go as far, Josh, and say it's Man United's title to lose? If United don't win the league, I'm not giving them any excuses, man. Um... It's in their hands, bruv. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're in a position where they can compete. Um, I don't think their squad is as good as some of the other squads um, on paper. But like you said, with the injuries and, and stuff like that, I think that the, 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 the playing field is level, man. So I feel like at, at this point, if they don't, if they fail to succeed, where their objectives are, it's totally down to them, man. And I'm not giving them any excuses for anything that happens this season, man. Same way... Same same way if they do score and win the season, you have to give them you have to give let them. Let me just add a question on to that then. Let me just add a question onto that and then you can carry on then. And that one you can obviously ask, I mean answer as well when Josh is done. But you're basically saying that the only team you don't expect Man United to beat is Man City, maybe. But every other team. Yeah, essentially. Essentially, yeah, man. If you if you if you factor in 
their form and their fitness. Yeah. Really and truly, there's. I mean, what they're showing that they can beat Liverpool. I don't think Chelsea are much of a match for them. Um, Leicester without a Jamie Vardy, I don't really think that's a match either. I think, yeah, man. I think really and truly, it's. Oh, I wouldn't go as far as to say that it's a two-horse race, but just for the for the for the foreseeable future, um, while things are in place, they are now. Boy, it's, it's, the ball is actually in United's court, man. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. think it's a, it's a monopoly or a, or, a, or a duopoly or anything like that. But I do think that they have to take control of the situation they're in now, man. And they're in a very good situation right now, man. If they, if they fail to capitalise on that, it's only down to them, man. I don't want to hear no excuses, bro. No, I don't want to hear anyone say, our team's not good. At... Nah, nah, nah. I don't hear nothing. Very enough. <laughs> yeah, I agree with a lot, of, uh, a lot of the stuff that I just said in terms no, of. Um... You have to agree with everything. <laughs> no, no, no. I agree with, I agree with a lot of the stuff that you said. Um, what I will say is that the pressures, I think the injuries have definitely put the, um, the pressure on us now to maintain what we're doing. Um, you know, Oli, as far as, you know, what he's doing tactically, lineups, um, and the players, like, they have to be able to keep up what they've been doing to this point. Um, I think the injuries obviously has, um, as I said, put pressure on us. I think we're we're capable, man. Like we, unbeaten away from home in how long? We just need to clean up our home record. Um, and my stance is, I, I'm not even trying to make excuses for the guys in it. My explanation, like if we do fall short, to my for me it would be obviously we have to watch the games, but a lot of it would fall on Oli. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm not completely Oli in. Um, but he's doing a great job. Do you know what I mean? But as far as expectations, it's 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 hard to see us, you know, only not falling short. Do you know what I mean? Because he's still he's still not. I don't think he's that caliber manager, in it. But he's proving me wrong. Obviously, I hope he continues to do so. But if we do fall off, that would be the explanation for me. It's not an excuse. As far as whether we're able to do it, um, I think yes, man. I think yes with the with the emergence of Paul Pogba. Um, Listen, with Pogba and Bruno, for me, that, that tandem is one of the best midfield tandems in the world. Like, because really, huh? Bruno Fernandes is basically unstoppable. Bruno Fernandes is basically unstoppable. Like, uh, goals or assists every game. Pogba, Pogba's finding form now. He's dictating games. He's getting uh, winning goals. Like, past couple games in the league, Pogba's literally got the winner. Um, and I just believe between the two of them, if one of them don't show up, the other one does. And, and that's been proven. So, um, I think Cavani as well. If Cavani keeps leading the line well, um, Marshall and Greenwood can chip in, um, obviously, ch- chip in where they, where they can. And, um, yeah, man, I think we definitely can keep up. Give me real, give me real Ferdinand vibes right now, man. <laughs> you don't agree that Pogba and Bruno are one yeah, of the best. I, like. I, think, I think, I think that's a stretch, man. I think, Fam, Pogba's coming to form the past few games, yeah, but uh, the nah, man, it's a stretch. No, man. based on ability, based on ability, bro, they're two, they one of the best duos in the world. Yeah, but based on that, well, what is based on ability? Based on ability, Pogba's the best midfielder in the Prem. That's irrelevant, though. Do you know what I mean? We, well, we just spent like twenty minutes talking about that exact point. Not a hundred percent hear it, but I mean. I, me personally, I'm not gonna stand here and say that. Nah, nah, nah. Well, listen, I, I don't expect you to. You're, you're obviously a city fan hating from the outside right now, anyway. So <laughs> I don't expect you to admit. Feel me? When you're hating nah. outside the club, you're not obviously gonna admit. But <laughs> damn, bro, 
like I said anyway, like I said, if you're doing all this talk about hating outside the club, you better secure the wine, you better secure the number, and you better come out smiling. Because if you do not get that wine and you do not get blood that on your hands, bro. There's blood on your hands. Blood on your hands. Bro. Come with, listen, listen, I'm ready for that. I'm ready for that. I'm ready for that. Just know. Yeah, best case scenario, we we live in the trophy. See, this is what I'm saying. And this is my point about you. I said best case scenario. I said best I case scenario. I heard what you said. I heard what you said. But that's like what what is like my my thing is what is the goal of any I won't even say any football club but any top Premier League football club what is their goal? Of course, the best case scenario is winning the trophy. Now we're talking about how likely it is to win that trophy, and in terms of Man United's likelihood, bro, I like your odds better than everyone else's odds, especially with the information that we have at hand right now. KDB, the best player Man City is not available, especially when they've been building the attack around him. I mean, you've made countless of points saying the false nine thing has been working for them. And now if Aguero is not as fit or doesn't come back as sharp as he once was, I mean, City could be in trouble. You've got Liverpool who look like a sham. I mean, we spent minutes talking about Liverpool losing their streak and whatnot. You look at Leicester and Leicester, We've seen their capable. No, bro, bro, I agree with you in it. I agree in that, you know, you could argue we have the best chance right now, but we can't predict how things are going to pan out. Like, we're I, saying City might struggle with our Bruyne. But losing games, and the Bruyne comes back, Aguero comes back, it's a madness. I know, and I get that. but And I know what you're saying in terms of we can't predict. Of course, we can't predict the future. But the reason why we do things like this is so that we can give our takes and our opinions on what we think could happen. And then I'm asking you, I'm not saying make an argument for it. I'm saying, I'm asking you, do you think you have the best chance out of any team in the league to win the league? That's what I'm asking you. It's not a trick question. This is the first time you actually asked me that, by the way. I can't, so, I'm, I'm, I'm asking you. Yeah, don't move as if you asked me that question before. I don't try ask the answer um, question. It's a good question. I would say... I need to. I want to look at these fixtures. That's what I want to do. I'd say yes. I'd say yes. I'd say yes. I'm a politician, bro. This guy's such a politician. Answer the flipping question, bro. What the hell? What? We're talking about winning the league, lad. Do you want me to just like say it without believing in it? I want to. Do you understand? Bro, you want to have a confusion from there? You might have no, just hate Bro, you can't wait, be the person you're in and then you're telling me, oh, I want to see City. No, hold on, hold on. I don't want to hear that. Hold on, hold on. Say that again. What? Say that again. You want to have your cake and eat it too, bro. You can't be in a position that you're in and then be talking about, oh, I want to see City's pictures. No, bro. Stop seeing yourself as a team that shouldn't be here. You're here. Yeah, you're here. So Damn. play your part, bro. Stop even like, get me. You're... Bro, come on, man. Like, fam, that's 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 Conclusion. Cool, then die on that hill. I don't want to hear no more talk. Die on that hill, bro. No, listen, listen. We'll, we'll see how things pan out, but I think we have a great chance. The best chance. Bro, this guy will be such yeah, a good manager, bro. When, when your team loses, man, no. just, be, just 
is addressing everything there, about there issues. Press conference like, oh, um, did you play well today, though, as a journalist? Did you play your part? Like, asking them that question. I don't know. You, you, oh, yeah. What did you think of the game? What did you think of the game? I'm from my players, bro. You gotta do that sometimes. You gotta do that sometimes. Nah, man, I hear it. Anyway. All, all I'm gonna say is, all I'm gonna say is this. You, you've been saying that Bruno's the best player in the Premier. He's got his platform now, isn't it? Let's see, man. I mean, it's fair enough, isn't it? Well, listen, listen. He came on today. Got the winner. Showed show what he's about. So listen. Yeah. No, I said. Say look, no more, look, man. In all seriousness, though, in all, in all seriousness, band aside, yeah, it's it's just a challenge, isn't it? It's whether he can rise to the occasion. And like like you say with Oli, like you say he's not an elite manager and all of that, bro. Elite managers are made by their first t- title. When you win your first one, you can carry it on. Do you know what I'm saying? So all he needs to do is try and get That's over what I'm that. I want to be, be proven wrong, bro. So I hope that um, Oli is able to, you know, keep it up. The, the players are able to keep it up. And we can get it done, man. Listen, I... For United win the league, it's it's a madness. It's an absolute madness. But yeah, man, fam, like you said, it will be a madness if United win the league. I mean, it's been your boy Daniel Darren and Jeff. Um, enjoyed this episode today. A quick short thing where we just rounded up the Premier League and just the different topics. I mean, you heard it here first. Darren said United will win the Premier League. We can hold them accountable for that. Um, we got the best chart. Not trying to put words in that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>